with his wife and their daughter, Lisa. And the rays shone on the yellow house on the other side of the street where Lisa's best friend used to live. But her best friend had just moved to a town called Sarpsborg, and seeing the yellow house empty made Lisa feel even lonelier than she had before her best friend had left, because there wasn't anyone for Lisa to play with on Cannon Avenue. The only other kids in the neighborhood were Trolls and Trim Train. They were the twins who lived in the big house with the three garages at the bottom of the hill, and they were two years older than Lisa. In the winter, they threw rock-hard snowballs at her little red-haired head, and when she asked if they wanted to play, they pushed her down into the snow. And with icy mittens, they rubbed snow into her face while christening her Greasy Lisa, Flatulisa, or Commandant's Debutante. And now maybe you're thinking that Lisa should have mentioned this to Trolls and Trim's parents so they would rein the boys in. But that's because you don't know Trolls and Trim's father, Mr. Train. Mr. Train was a fat and angry man, even fatter than Lisa's father and way, way angrier. And at least ten times as rich. And because he was so rich, Mr. Train didn't think anyone had any business coming and telling him anything whatsoever, and especially not how he ought to be raising his boys. The reason Mr. Train was so rich was that he had once stolen an invention from a poor inventor. The invention was a very hard, very mysterious, and very secret material that was used, among other things— on prison doors to make prisons absolutely escape-proof. Mr. Train had used the money he'd made from the invention to build the big house with the three garages and to buy a Hummer. A Hummer is a big, angry car that was made to use in wars, and that took up almost the whole road when Mr. Train drove up Cannon Avenue. Hummers are also awful polluters. But Mr. Train didn't care because he liked big, angry cars. And besides, he knew that if he crashed into someone, his car was a lot bigger than theirs, so it would be too bad for them. Luckily, it would be a while until Trolls and Trim could christen Lisa with snow again, because the sun had long since melted it on Cannon Avenue. And now the sun was shining on the gardens, which were green and well-groomed all that is except for one. It was scraggly, drab, and unkempt, but was pleasant anyway because it had two pear trees and a small crooked house that might possibly have been blue at one time, and that was now missing a fair number of roof tiles. You could tell that much anyway. The neighbors on Cannon Avenue rarely saw the man who lived there, Lisa had only met him a couple of times, and he'd smiled and otherwise looked sort of like his yard, scraggly, drab, and unkempt. "'What's that?' grumbled the commandant as the roar of a large engine disturbed the morning quiet. "'Is that that darned hummer of Mr. Train's?' His wife craned her neck and peered out the kitchen window. "'No,' It looks like a moving van. Lisa, who was generally a very well-behaved girl, got up from the table without having finished what was on her plate or having been excused. 
she ran out onto the front steps. And it sure was. A moving van with the name Crazy Quick written on its side was parked in front of the empty yellow house that used to be her best friend's house, and movers were unloading cardboard boxes from the back. Lisa went down the stairs and over to the so-called apple tree in her yard by the fence to get a closer look. The men in coveralls were carrying furniture, lamps, and big, ugly pictures. Lisa noticed one of the movers showing the other a dented trumpet that was sitting on top of one of the cardboard boxes, and then they both laughed. But she couldn't see any sign of what she'd been hoping to see. Dolls, small bicycles, a pair of short skis. And that could only mean that whoever was moving in didn't have kids, at least no girls her age. Lisa sighed. Just then...